With Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapanorama. Bit of a bluegrassy, melodramatic uh, song there. I, I had a shit round, let's be honest. 1,052 was a bit of a tough round. We knew that there was lots of outs. For me, even Matto, a late out with an illness, meant that I had to play some real dog shit uh, players. And the, the depth was really tested. So 1,052 for me. Um, I wasn't in 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 this alone. Unfortunately, this week for us super coaches, there was a lot of people that had poor rounds. I saw some people getting thirteen hundreds, and that's like a big three hundred point jump. So there's probably a lot of people that had huge, huge jumps in the ladder, either huge, huge drops down. And uh, in my case, uh, my thousand and fifty two, which was a, probably a true reflection of a lot of people that uh, above me on the ladder that did have a poor round as well, because I only dropped two spots. Um. Uh, which made me a little bit, uh, you know, happier. But I mean, I want real big green arrows. Uh, but I guess you got to look at the silver linings, haven't you? And uh, I didn't really drop down huge, huge spots on the ladder, so I'll take that um, with a one thousand and fifty-two because uh, could have been a hell of a lot worse. So sitting in eight thousand nine hundred and seventy-one going into Magic Round, I'll be there for all three days of the Magic Round. So. Hopefully, I can nail a big score this week while I'm watching all the games live uh, and, you know, go and get some green arrows next week. Let's talk about, uh, oh, actually, we'll do the uh, first segment, eh? And we'll uh, cover the things that went right and wrong in my uh, bloody 4,052, eh? Getting to know you. Oh, well, let's get to know, eh? It was like a story of... uh, hundreds or 20s and 30s for me this week i guess that was probably the case for a lot of people out there so let's talk about the good um david fafita we he's been having a really exceptional year to be quite honest uh i think he's probably going to be a lock i reckon for origin not playing lock next actually but he'll be a lock to get into that 17 you know someone like nanai now with that big suspension and i think he probably would have got his spot over him anyway so um, he scored 114, and I've got him obviously in there, which was really good. Dill bags came good. We do know that the Parramatta Eels are good players to own in the upcoming period if you can find good ones. 
because uh, they play all three uh, buyers, which is a really uh, neat thing for teams. Uh, so it was good to see deal bags come good. I VC looped Hines, which we know uh, was a good move in there um, with the t- uh, 200 and what, 26 he got. Um, which, which was just good. Uh, he was a strong captain choice for the week. Uh, that was probably, you know, the extent of the good ones. I played Jared Croker as a reserve because I had some outs there. Well, Meadow was a laid out and he scored a 69, which was nice. Getting Moali uh, as an AE. He really is an AE nightmare, isn't he? 12 points from him. Uh, my trades last week were to bring in Tuppany, uh, because obviously Hass was out, and I, I, I didn't want to rely on a Ben Murdoch, Masilla, or any one of these, but, um, you know, I, I brought in Tuppany, and Ricky Stewart's crazy with his minutes. Tuppany was off for most of the second half. He ended up scraping his way to a 60, but uh, it could have been worse, because it could have been my other trade in, which was Alex Johnston, who finished on a 29, uh, which is disappointing, uh, look, I think he was sort of bottoming out. Um, you could probably grab him this week or next week. He's got the Melbourne Storm this week at Magic Round, which is not an easy matchup. Uh, and then he goes into the West Tigers in Round 11. Uh, with that break even, I think he probably stands to lose bottom out even more after that score uh, that he got last week. But I brought him in last week. I thought he was bottoming out. It was a pretty good matchup, I thought, for him. And he was probably ahead. I thought he was... That tap back, I think, was probably a try assist. Oh, you know, that's my opinion anyway. Some people say, oh, he didn't mean to. It was a fluke that he knocked it back. Well, he dumped, jumped up trying to go for the tap back, and the tap back worked, so I would have given it to him personally for scoring. But, hey, that's just me. Uh, Reese Walsh, mate. The big fear with him after his amazing start to the year was uh, that he's done well against these poorer teams, and even then he's left his run a little bit late. We were interested to see how he would go up against the good teams, and it has not been good, has it? Uh, so, there's a, you know, he's got enormous value at 725500 Um The last two weeks, it's been a 38 and 23. He's up against Manly this week in Magic Round, which I really think they're in all sorts. Manly, really, um, even though they look good on the ladder, um, you could probably hold him again for another week, Reesey. Walsh, but I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to probably uh, utilize him to jump up and pump up the numbers for uh, round 13 uh, and, and other buys if I can. Um, the break even this week is 156. So if you want to move Reese, you got to do it this week. I don't think he's going to miss Origin. Um, he will be there, I imagine, for the round 13 because the Broncos play that buy. So I just feel like if you're going to hold him, you reserve to holding him for the rest of the year because he's going to lose bulk money, you'd think, uh, after this week. We'll talk about my trades a little further down, but that was one of the disappointing things from my round. Uh, what else do we have in there, Ado? Um, it wasn't great on the Sunny Luke front. Uh, I thought that because obviously he would have got more minutes this week that it might have been a, a not as bad having to sit Harry Grant and play Sonny Luke. But uh, look, we he hasn't turned out to be a very good cheapie really at all, has he? Uh, 22 points from him. Uh, other ones that weren't the greatest, um, Nathan Cleary, low by his standards. He looks injured. He's obviously not kicking goals there, 44. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he's going to go off to origin, and there's probably a case for people to move him on. He's got good value at 885, and he's up against a 161 break even. I like the matchup this week at Magic Round. I mean, I'm going to be there live at Magic Round watching big Nathan Chin Cleary go about even injured up against the New Zealand Warriors, which are not um, any easy beats by by any standards this year. That, that, they're a very good um, 
NRL team this year, particularly defensively, but I just like that matchup for Chin at Magic Round, a big sort of event, you know, type thing like Magic Round. If he can even be close to <laughs> improved on, on last week's fitness, I reckon he could be in for a big one. But I just think, um, you know, I'm going to hold him. I'm just going to hold him. I'm not going to make trades in there. I've got a lot of other things in my team that I've got to worry about. And I just don't see a point in getting rid of these big, enormous, high-scoring potential ones. So, you know, it's 124, 158, 86, 60, and a 44. The last couple of weeks have been concerning, but I like this matchup this week. But in turn, I will say to people that you can move him. It's an enormous break-even. Some people probably go to Mitch Moses. And like I was saying about... uh. You know, other moves, you get those Parramatta Eels players because they play all three major buys. So there is a case for selling Cleary. I'm just not going to do it personally. Um, looking down the list, that was probably, you know, it, Garrick oh, in the centres there. Because well, Seabold, I don't know if he's a, he can coach, eh? Because I know Weeks is highly touted, but Garrick has done an absolute ripping job when he's filled in at fullback. I'll be surprised, actually, if I look at TLT and he's not back there. Um, because I think Cooler's back this week as well. So maybe he goes back into the centers and Garrick either goes back to the wing or because um, Turbo should be fit if he nearly made it last week. So I hope to see Garrick back on the wing because I don't love what I see at center. But Garrick as well, um, much like the case with um, Cleary, his break even is 84, which I think is, you know, he, he's definitely got potential to beat that uh, break even if he's on the wing uh, or maybe he gets the hang of uh, centers. I don't know. But um, look, I'm going to hold him. He's been very good this year um, apart from his, you know, injury game. Um, and, you know, let's just hope or TLT gives us good news, eh? Um, because he's worth too much value. I, I don't know if I can move him now after the money that he's lost. Um, moving on. Yeah, look, there wasn't anything else in there that was really... Too disappointing. Oh, yeah, Val. Should have said Val. It was a ton last week, wasn't it, Val? <laughs> and this week it stunk. He's um, lost a little bit of money last week as well. He's worth 667000 He's going to be going off to Origin soon as well. Uh, he's got the can... Oh, who's he got? Um, the Sydney Roosters, um, which isn't the easiest matchup there at Magic Round. Look, it's just kind of hard because he's starting to look a little better for mine. Uh, Val, he's had an 80-80 in there recently, the big 105. Yeah, but the 26 was a bit disappointing this week. They got absolutely hammered, and they're looking pretty average this year, the Cowboys. So I wouldn't be surprised to see people moving him on now that Origin's sort of coming closer, and he's an absolute walk-up start for Origin. So that was my round, really. Um, a couple of outs, obviously, which were um, disappointing. I knew I was obviously going to have to sit um, old mate Harry Grant because he's an, an absolute legend. Tommy Trevojevic was a late out. Um, I think we're all sort of prepared for that. Um, Matto killed me. Matto was my sort of pod uh, play, and I reckon that score would have been at least 50 points better because Matt's just, Matt, uh, Matto's just rock solid and um, out with an illness sort of stings a little bit. So I think potentially I probably could have got an 1100 or more this week if I that little late Matto out didn't sting me. So yeah, look, uh, two, minus two on the on the on the ranks is a bit disappointing because I'm I'm shooting for green arrows. I want to get a week where I go up a couple of thousand spots on the arrows, but you know it could be worse. I could be dropping. I mean, I, I did have a big drop a few weeks back, four weeks back, where I went from three thousand down to ten thousand, and I've clawed my way back up to eight thousand. Uh, so it could be worse. I could drop back down again and then start it all over again. Uh, luckily for me, I haven't um, dropped too much, so. We'll call it a call it even, eh? And we'll go on to Magic Round Round Ten and see if we can 
Get some green arrows, eh? I'm your host, Adriana Soros, and welcome to tonight's news. All right, let's cover in uh, the news first to kick off um, injuries. Uh, we had Brandon Smith go off to hospital after the game there with a bit of a neck issue. Um, look, we have to wait and see, obviously, um, if he pulls up from that, all right. Seems like it might have been a bit of a concern. Obviously, if he goes off to hospital, I haven't heard any updates on it. Um, we had Paul Mororoski. Uh, he got ligament damage to his shoulder. Um, that would probably be a while. He had it sort of in, a, in the, the old jersey sling there on the way off the field. Now, Manu at um, 5'8", we've all loved that, us Manu owners. Um, but he could go back to centre because I think they're running out unless Billy Smith's going to get the call up or it could be... Um, who's that old mate on the bench there that keeps the utility... They're trying to make into Orbison. Hutchinson um, may go into the centre. So I think it'll be Joey Manu, Billy Smith or Hutchinson that'll get the run. You know, it's not the worst in the world if, if Manu goes back there and Sam Walker comes back into the halves. Uh, but, you know, I hope, I, me personally, I hope that Manu stays in the fi- in the five-way position. Just more touches on the ball would be good. Um, Hamlin Ueli, unfortunately, had that injury there. He'll probably miss the next month, they say. Um, Jared where Hargraves was an out as well with a sore back. He's apparently going to be good to go for next round. Tom Travojevic, we know he missed um, last week because failed on the old fitness test. Huge worries about him because it's very um, hard to read all the things that are wrong with him. I mean, even if we believe the things that we're hearing, we're hearing a lot of different sort of ailments that could be a worry. Uh, you know, I don't even know if he's going to be fit enough or maybe he'll rule himself out of origin. Um, because his body's, you know, I mean, you think about it. Would you have him in now in the fitness that he's in ahead of Campbell Graham? He's probably the form nearly player in the whole NRL, let alone form center. So, um, look, I'm going to probably just move on Walsh because he looks like he stands to make a whole bunch of money, but some people might just say um, decent enough matchup for Walsh this week um, and, and Turbo's just, his body's not right, I'll move him on and uh, make a move in there. I don't know. I'm just going to choose to hold him because I reckon, um, you know, even when he's injured, he sort of has a better floor than Walsh. You know, that's that's my thoughts on that. But uh, Josh Schuster, he's going to have a couple of weeks more uh, on the sideline to get fitness. Um, I've had him for the longest time, even before he came in. I went a week early on him, and I, I'm not going to move him still, but I just I regret getting him, obviously. Uh, and he's, you know, at the moment, he's not going to hurt me with shit scores. Um, they've signed old Flanagan over there as well, haven't they? So um, maybe we're not going to see Josh Schuster at the halves anytime soon. He might be a little benchy playing 30 minutes, and if he does uh, do that sort of stuff, he'll be becoming uh, a bit of an AE nightmare. So uh, he might have to be moved on at some stage. Look, uh, Oluwapu is um, debuted, and I thought he, he looks a likely customer. I don't know how long Josh Reynolds can play full games at 5'8". Um, yeah, so, you know, there could be some options for us moving forward to be able to do, it's not much money in there to downgrade or at least go sideways to someone who's going to score a little better. Uh, Brad Parker's out with a knee for a couple of weeks, or sorry, three to four weeks because he's going to have a little bit of surgery. Um, Eisenhuth, he's got a shoulder injury, um, in the West Tigers game, uh, and it looks like James Fisher is going to be good to go for the next game. Targo obviously out with the five to six week with the pectoral. Uh, Liam Martin still with his um, hamstring. Charlie Staines is out. Um, he got the bowel injury last week, which was very brave for him to play on. Um, Kapoa uh, had tonsillitis. 
Ray Stone, he's out of Magic Round with the concussion protocols. Uh, and Mark Nichols went um, oh, for some thumb surgery. So he's not going to be good to go for round 10. Either will be round 11. Uh, Maddo killed me last week. He hit out with the flu. Um, but we're hoping that he's going to be good for Magic Round. Uh, and Bailey Simmonson um, returning from cut concussion is hopefully good to go for next week as well. Kurt Mann, um, he didn't play in the second half, and they do say, I know a lot of people say it was a bit of a falling out thing, but they, they say it's an abdominal, abdominal, oh, I can't even talk, abdominal injury. Um, so we'll have to keep eyes on that um, for round 10. Um, Tom Chester, he had an ACL injury, unfortunately. He's looked pretty good when he's been given a bit of a chance in there. Um, and Townsend, the Chad, had a bit of a calf concern. Max King was ruled out um, with ribs uh, complaint, and he's going to um, need further tests. So he's been a really good um, super coach prospect for this year. I'm sure people may have hold, held him just to sort of get a, a definitive answer on it. I don't know. I think he's worth so much value that you can't really sit it, um, sit him there for such a long time. Uh, Brayden Burns, he looked like he was playing on one leg, very heroically, mind you. Um, but he is uh, going to have to get a checkup on that one. Let's have a look at... Oh, and I'm, yeah, I mean, we know that Hass and Mam were out um, for suspensions. They'll be back there at Magic Ground. I just couldn't afford to hold Hass. I was always going to trade him to Tuppany ready for the buys because um, Hass is going to go off to Origin, you'd imagine. Um, and he's going to be back this week, and as is um, Ezra Mam. I think the Broncos could use him. Um, let's move on to any kind of charges for the round. All right, on the charge sheet, the biggest one to me is obviously Nanai. Um, he hasn't been the Nanai of last year anyway. He's going to see, uh, I think it's three matches on the sideline there for his dangerous contact. If you didn't, if you do still have him, I think it's time to move him on. Um, who else have we got in here that's looking like it's going to actually be time? Sipley, I know that he was a bit of a popular buy last week, so that'll probably sting people who grabbed him because he looked like he was getting more minutes and and more points. Looked like he was going to um, make a little bit of coin as well, but he's going to be uh, out for three matches there for his crusher, so that'll probably be a bit of a spew for people. Naden there on the shoulder charge, a bit of a bad one. He's going to be out for three matches. Um, not that people would have owned him, but he's going to see three matches. Oh, that's all I know. If I've missed anything, I do apologize. Around the ground. No catchy headlines for me today. I'm a little sad and depressed this week so far. Hopefully I pick my way up and get up, get up off the deck and start being more like a positive Ado. Uh, but let's go and have a look at the stars in the round. Eh? Um, Mitch Moses had a ripping, you know, that was a good game there by um, he, Mitchie. He's uh, looming as a pretty good option, I think, because he sort of, you know, he hasn't, he has got a flaw in him. He, round one against Melbourne, it was a 16, and against the Roosters, it was a 34. But look, outside of that, an 83, a 59, a 53, a 65, 41, and then this 147. We do know that the Eels cover round 13. We can, they cover all of the buys, to be quite honest. So um, people are going to probably be jumping on Mitch, I reckon. Um, and look, Will I, what I will say is he's got a break even at 20 and he's up against the Titans this week at Magic Ground. Um, I don't hate it, really. I mean, if I had, um, you know, if I was moving on a halfback, I'm going to still just hold Cleary and Hines, I think, uh, on their ceilings. But, you know, Mitch has a ceiling. Um, he has a horrible floor too, but he's uh, top scored this week with 147. How many people own him? I don't know. Let's have a look. 
4%. But I think that's going to probably go up this week, in my opinion. Jack Whiten, obviously, I was expecting a huge game from him after everything that's been going on. Fish with a 133. Hopefully, he can play like that every bloody week till the uh, end of the year would be nice. Um, which, you know, 133 is a good score. Uh 2.1% of people own him, so just take that one because it's a fluke. You, know, you shouldn't ever have owned him, but you've got him. Campbell Graham, he's worth uh, 801000 He's 9.1% owned, he's, and all you people that own him, he's too expensive for everyone else now. He's up against a, a 71 break-even, which is what he's getting every bloody week, basically. Only two bad scores, which are his bad as a 37 and a 34 Outside of that, he's been terrific all year. Uh, his third ton for the year, 132 points. Campbell Graham. I mean, if Tommy Turbo is not... Um, well, I mean, you take a Tommy Turbo even 70% fit, but I don't even think he looks that fit. If I owned Campbell Graham, I'd be thinking he's a good chance to get a call-up for that origin team. He's in some sort of year. I think he's um, he's been a great player ever since he came into the into grade, in first grade, and he's getting so much better every year. I think he is probably... I'm gonna, he's getting, this year, at least, he's the best center in the game. Nico Hines, uh, he was good again last week. He's um, 126 points from him. 74 is his break-even. He's such a good scorer. Not a bad one this year at all. 180, 102, 89, 97, 126. Nico, Nico, Nico. He was my captain. I I VC looped him. Um, And, you know, you just, you get into him and you just love it because he's a weapon. Lumi Lou um, from the... Uh, Dolphins has been a really astute purchase for some people in there, 5% of you, because he's been a really good cheapie. Um, look, we did get a 19-minute game where he scored an 8. Um, outside of that, it's been acceptable scoring, really, for someone who's got the jewel in there. He's up to 521,000, just went up 74K. So he's been a really good purchase for people. Um, the break-evens are minus 22 this week. Um you know, can you still get him? You know, he costs you 521000 He plays the round 13. Um, so you could have worse than having someone who's dual. Uh, he's got a bit of a ceiling. He looks really, you know, damaging when he's running. What a great move from him from centre to the old back row. He looks really good. Averaging uh, 57.7 for the year. Three-round average of 73, I'll point out, though. Um, I, I like him. I really think there, there could be a little bit more money to be made for him, especially when you've got... Uh, Nichols out and, and Ray Stone as well. It could be minutes there for him to have. David Fafita, averaging 81 for the year. He's an absolute weapon. I think he's going to get an origin call-up. He's tunned up this week, 114, but he's scoring. You know, we're talking about Nico Hines having ripping scoring. Uh, it's been ripping from Dave as well. A low score of 49 this year, but you've got to jump up to 69 after there. He's, he's an elite second-row forward, having a ripping year. Good on you, Dave Fafita. Gutho, Gutherino. Look, um, Walsh has... The bu- bu- bubbles burst as soon as he's hit a hard uh, run. Gutho, he's going to play all three buys. He's not going to go off to origin. He's scoring really well for the year. Apart from a 37, the scoring's all been really good. He's tunned up last week. He's got a 26 break even. He's up against the Gold Coast Titans, into the Canberra Raiders, into South, which is probably a hard matchup. The Cowboys, the Bulldogs, Manly, Dolphins, New Zealand, Gold Coast, North, North Queensland. It's a terrific run of games for Gutho. I think I'm going to bring him in. Well, I shouldn't give you hints on who I'm going to bring in, but um, he's going to play all three buys. He's had. He doesn't really have a bad floor on him, uh, Gutho. He can get a big one. Not a big 150 usually, not a big 160, but he'll turn up on the regular. 
the run of games is like Gutho's bread and butter. Um, so I think he looms as probably a really good buy for people this week, and I would be very surprised if he's not in the top three trade-ins for the week. Dillbags, he's come good there in that game, Dillbags. I got him uh, over someone like a monster because of, I wanted him for the three major buys, and that's what we're going to get from the Parramatta Eels. Look, he's been pretty good over the last sort of five, or average, but not um, poor. 50, 63, 60, 67, all of that is you're like, oh, well, that's okay, I'll take it. Well, it was good to see a ton from him this week, 109. Good on you, Dillbags. Um... Uh, Braden, oh sorry, Jermaine Hopgood, he was really good, obviously with the late out in Maddo. I thought he was still a pretty good bring-in this week because Reg is out um, for a while, RCG. His break-even's down to a 21 again. The simple fact of the matter is that when he gets 40 minutes, it'll be a 40. If he gets 70 minutes, it could be 70 to 100. He's such a weapon when he gets the minutes. Uh, it's a good matchup this week uh, in round 10. I will say that Maddo's probably going to be over his uh, flu. Um, I hope that they name Maddo to start in second row and uh, they bring Hopgood in. Look, the, the fact of the matter is 40s, 50s is what you might get sometimes if there's not the minutes there. And Brad Arthur can be a bit of a weirdo with the old interchange. Um, but I still think he's a Parramatta player like we know who's going to play three um he could be an origin berth, actually, as well. Hot good. He could be a chance um, with how good he's been going. But, look, it's a minus... Uh, oh, no, sorry. It's a 21 this week, um, break even. And he's up against um, the Gold Coast Titans. Then he's going into the Raiders. Um, then he's got the Souths, which is a pretty hard one, as we mentioned. And then Bulldogs, man. He's a good run of games, particularly if he doesn't get picked for origin. So, uh, that's the thing. Uh, if you held... Hop good. You were still getting okay scoring, and you deserved this 109 this week. And some people did bring him in as soon as they got the news, which is really good super coaching. His average for the year is 72.8, which is elite. Uh, you just need the minutes there. Braden Burns, like I said, he was on one leg, um, and he's going to be probably in doubt, I would imagine, for this week. He's got a minus 35 break even um, into this week, uh, which is his third game because he's come in and scored an 85 and a 106. What a trier he is. He, he really... Um, pitched in last week, you know, one leg, which is pretty amazing. Uh, you know, it doesn't look like a terrible buy if he was named this week because he scored. You know, it looks like it could be a Hiku thing, minus 35, because he's had two good scores to start. Corey Hall's brother, big red nut. He's been playing big minutes uh, in uh, lock. His break-even is three. Uh, he's up against the Bulldogs this week. Um, he's been scoring really well. He's, in the last three weeks, he's played 70 minutes at lock, and... He's pretty busy there at lock. Um, 50, 62, and a 98 this week. Uh, he sh- he's going to probably be on the, on the uh, trade-ins, I imagine, um, because he's averaging well and looks like he's going to make some money. Ronaldo Molotalo. Break him into 50 this week up against the Dolphins. I really think there's going to be some joy for him. He's having a ripping year. But let's excuse the first game against South where he scored a 9. 60, 70, 96, 82, 61, 67, 97. I tell you... Put him next to Val. Ronaldo Molotalo is having an absolute bloody legendary year. He looks terrific. Dolphins, Manly, Newcastle, Broncos. I don't mind him. He's not going to play the round 13 by, but 716,000 is a lot to pay for him. But he's averaging 67.8 for the year, 75 over the last three rounds, 80 over the last five rounds. What a machine. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, mate, he's having a good year. He's warmed up now, hasn't he, uh, Trell Mitt? Um... Look, it's a good score last week with a 96. 
146, 121, 102, and basically 100 this week. He is in some sort of form. You're obviously going to uh, lose him for origin, but uh, Melbourne's a pretty hard matchup, I think, at Suncorp this week because Melbourne are a pretty good team up there at Suncorp. But he goes in the West Tigers, para, uh, and then you know, round 13, he's got the uh, Raiders, which would, would be a good match, but, matchup, but Latrell's definitely going off to origin this year. Jake Averillo, 95. He, he's got some speed on him, hasn't he? He looked terrific in that game, 95. Nat Butcher with a 93. Uh, he has lost money for the year, but has come good in recent weeks. Talakai, 591,000 up against a 41 break even. Um, he's been scoring quite consistently as well. Well done. I'm going to cap it off in the 90s on um, the Around the Grounds. Let's move on to the next sec- segment. Oh, let's just fly through these other good scores that are just under 90, but they still deserve a mention. Sebastian Chris, 87. Dane Gagai with an 85. Adam Fanula Blake has been terrific, um, you know, this year, and people have brought him in a few weeks back where he was worth not um, a great deal of money. Uh, he's been getting good minutes, 70 minutes over the last couple of weeks, and he's done a ton and an 85. So um, he, he was a good bring-in for people. At 679,000, would you bring him in now? Don't know. Teague Wilton, good with an 85. Junior Paulo, an 81. Fogarty with an 80. Aitken, uh, I was tempted by him when I was thinking about players. I brought AJ in. My other two that I was thinking about was Jack Bird and Ewan Aitken. I probably would have looked better if I had grabbed them, but I grabbed AJ um, just because of his ceiling when there's tries. I can't believe he didn't get tries in that game. Uh, Tomoko with a 79. Good. Jordan Rapata with a 79. Jeremy Marshall King, 78. Dearden, 76. Will Kennedy, 74. Zach Lomax with a 74. Cody Walker, 73. DeBellin with a 71. He's been getting very good minutes. Um, DeBellin, he's dual. He's 548,000, which is affordable. I reckon people are going to bring him in this week because uh, he's going to be available in buys as well. Uh, Isaiah Yo with a 69. Egan Butcher with a 69. Sammy with a 69. Hayes Perham there at fullback. He's... Um, Made 116000 for the year, Hayes Perry, but I said he looked like he has nothing. Well, I take it back because he's looking better to me and warming into the role. Just shows why Soraldo is a highly touted coach and I'm just some bum on the sideline that does a super coach podcast. <laughs> Brycey, the Cardi party just... People just want, don't want to stop the party, don't they? Maddo gets sick. I think, um, you know, Cup, Cardi's just going out and like hocking loogies in Maddo's drink and stuff. You know, so that he keeps getting picked 69 by Cardi. He's made 216k for the year. Jared Croker, uh, he's his top score for the year so far. 69 uh, points for him. He's got a minus eight break even, so I think you could probably um, bring him in this week as well. He's up against the Bulldogs, not the worst matchup in the world. Uh, and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's proving to be a decent enough cheap. He's, uh, the big problem for we all thought was his um, job security, but he's still in there and he's making money. He's made 56k already. Jesse Bromwich with a 68. Uh, Khan Pereira with a 68. Raymond Fatalamaro with a 68. Cody Nicarim with a 68. Hamoli, 66. Carrigan, 66. A-Ray, 65. Penasini, 65. Oh, how many more have I got to mention? Luke Brooks, 65. Reed Marnie, 65. Radley, 65. Azako, 64. Look, DCE. Sean Lane. Joey Manu, 60s. I don't want to mention anymore. They were the ones that you'll accept as scores. 60s, and they're good enough, aren't they? Let's have a look at the shit scores. You really dropped the ball, man. 
Well, not everybody went well for the round, and a lot of them happened to be in my team, which is a real unfortunate thing. You know, at least it only dropped two spots, eh? Um, let's go through some of the ones that are, you know, decent enough ownership that it would have stung uh, people. We've got to mention him, I'm afraid. Um, look, the number one on the list for me, uh, he, we got him as an AE. He's probably David Moali. No, it was just one of those things that a lot of us own him. He's very highly owned. Uh, well, high enough at 13.2 for it to sting uh, when you get him as an AE. Even like other ones that get like 30 points. You know, it stings a little bit to have him in there. Um, a popular buy of a few weeks ago was Robert Jennings. He finished with a 14, which will be a bit disappointing as well. Moving on, um, Kalen Ponga, 16 points. I think he had a bit of a rough old game, Kalen. Um, and, you know, p- people still own him. You know, I can see just a tick under 5%. Sloan, um, it's either these scores or it's a 70-80. Uh, it was an 18 this week. He uh, was highly brought. He's 25.7% owned. Would have stung. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk um, Ben Murdoch Masilla. He's a bit of a seesaw. He's made 65k for the year, old Ben Murdoch Masilla. 10% of us own him. I own him. Uh, he's still got a 26 break even this week up against the West Tigers, so I'm just going to keep letting him hopefully slow burn along. Sonny Luke, big minutes. Doesn't mean shit because it wasn't a good score. They look in all sorts. He played 50 minutes this week, um, he, which is you know his max minutes really sort of for the year. Uh, and a 22. The last three weeks, it's been a 21, a 23, and a 22. It's a worrying times. I'm very glad to have Harry Grant here. But see, that's the other thing too. Harry goes off to origin and how the hell can I play Sonny Luke over those that period of time? I didn't even like doing it for one week. So I'm going to have to think about what I'm going to do in there. Uh, Reese Walsh, we know um, that he has been terrific for this year, really. Um, 105, 95, 84, 99, 86, 101. That 101 was against the Gold Coast Titans. It's been Parramatta and South over the last two weeks. It's gone to 38 and 23. The draw now is Manly, Melbourne, Penrith, and even the um, New Zealand Warriors into the Sharks. The draw is a really hard draw moving forward, and I reckon we're going to see some low ones again um, from Reese. So, you know, uh, buyer beware because he's got a, a huge, huge break even. He's been a really good play and buy for people this year, me included. 170K he's made. I just reckon there's uh, when it's screaming out to you that it's time to cut and run, I feel like Reese is showing that um, now. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk um, Val Holmes. He's averaging 63.4 for the year. Is this his lowest score of the year, Val? Because he's just sort of plain old consistent, isn't he? It is by a long way. He's lowest before that was like a 46. So I'm not going to be moving Val. I'm not worried about Val. He's breaking with 69, so he could lose a little bit more money. Um, and he's going to go off to origin as well. But, uh, look, if you've got a bit of depth on your bench and stuff, I think Val's like one of those sort of top fives to ten, you know, center wingers that you can have. Tavita Pangai Jr., I know a few people took a tickle on him. He's 2.2%. I think he got hooked in that game. He's actually lost money for the year, and he lost money, uh, yeah, in the most recent week, 31,000, 27 points for him. Bit disappointing. Um, moving on, I brought in Alex Johnston. He's averaging fifty-two point one for the year. It looks like he was bottoming out, um, but unfortunately, and and he had this is his worst game. I of course I bring him in. You bloody cursed thing, Ado. Twenty-nine points from him, which is the worst he's had all year. It was a thirty-seven last week. Look up against Melbourne this week. I'm hoping that he can grab a couple of tries while Ado's at Magic Round, eh? Um, oh, sad, sad times for Ado. One of my trade-ins, absolutely. 
sucked ass. Um, moving on to uh, Ruben Garrick, obviously in the centres there. Um, Tommy Turbo went out. And I, I know that he's highly touted weeks, but I don't think I think Garrick offers more at fullback to me. Obviously, we expect Tommy Turbo is going to be back this week, and like I said, Cool is due back this week as well. So TLT for the Manly Seagulls will be interesting, and Seabold's a bit of a bloody lunatic. I've uh, got to be honest. Um, so. We'll have to wait and see. Jeremiah Nani, 5.4% of you own him. He's only worth uh, 510000 He's lost 148 k now. He's been suspended for multiple weeks. You get rid of him. Uh, moving on. Katoni Stag. People don't know you. 7.6% own Katoni. 38. Could be worse. You could have AJ like me. So who am I to tell you? Oh, Mitch Kenny did play. That's why. Uh, you know, I was... Oh, Sonny Luke still got 50 minutes. So I would have still liked some points... More than 20s off him. Alamotti with a 38. Marju with a 39. Matt Burton a 39. Um, we're probably getting to acceptable areas soon, but I think 39 for Stefano and 40 for Mike Acevo. Uh Look, I talk about Eels um, for their uh, coverage of the three buys, and I'm going to say I've been pretty happy with what I've seen from Sivo uh, over... Look, he's last... Let's look at it. 40, 74, 66, 63, 40. I think there's going to be a multiple try game right around the corner for uh, Micah Sivo. This week was a 40 as well. So I think he's, apart from that 119 um, that he got against the Penrith Panthers, the scoring's been really good since he's come in this year. So, um, well, good enough, I think. You've got a couple of 70s and an 80 in there, a couple of 60s. So I, I reckon mate, it could be time to grab Micah Sivo as well at 575,000, covering all three buys. Uh, Isaiah Katoa, look, 40, I'll accept that. He's, he's still sort of pumping his way up. He's made 142000 for the year. He's got a break-even of 20 this week. Not an easy matchup against the old uh, Sharks, but he's nearly up to 400000 which is pretty good. Maybe he could be a nice downgrade if Oluwapu gets the run to start. Uh, look, that's it for the old um, you stink ones. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> I'm watching you, Adrianosaurus. Always watching. <laughs> Let's have a look. Who's who are we watching, eh? Uh, look, I'm going to talk um, my bad ones. My bad ones. I'm going to talk about um, Warbrick. Look, Warbrick is somebody that last week I decided I was going to hold because I was hoping that all of my players would have done well for me to be able to sell Warbrick just like a hop good this week. Um, and I can't afford it. So he's still going to be in my team this week. I don't know if I'm going to be able to move him also because uh, I can't afford my trades that I want to do this week unless I sell someone who's worth a little more. Now let's talk about the pros. He's still uh, got a break even of 19. Um, look, he's got a hard matchup this week in the uh, Melbourne Storm. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's rocks or well, not even a lot of diamonds, is it? But... You know, I'm just going to sort of probably sit in there, I guess. And if I've got a, if I'm forced to play him, you know, maybe I will. Or if I get a chance to move him on and the money works, I will. But I, I would have liked to have moved him uh, already, and I can't do that unfortunately because the money hasn't worked out. Reese Walsh, um, he's up against an enormous break even, as we did mention. He's still got a really hard draw ahead of him. He is going to be around 13 number, but how much money is he going to lose by then? Is the real question. Um, so I've got my eye on moving him out. I've also got my eye on, uh, well, I mean, of course, you know, Murdoch, Masilla and Mawali, but there's no value in there. Nobody I really want to go to. 
Uh, like I said, I've got worries about Sonny Luke. If As soon as Harry Grant's off to origin, how can I play Sonny Luke with what he's scoring? Um, and also, I'm looking at um, Hosking uh, as well. Now, that might sound crazy to you because Hosking has been scoring well. He's been a good cheapie. Um, but it's somebody that I've been looking at because he's now sort of starting to get to the point where he's catching up to the break-even. Um, and look... All the trades that I make now, I'm thinking about people who have good matchups, who to who who's dispensable um, for me to get players in that I want for the buys. I'm all about the Parramatta players. Um, Hopgood because he got good minutes last week. Looks like the finances are going to be good as well. So um, I'm going to have to sacrifice a piece like um, Hosking uh, instead of a piece like Warbrick. Yes, I would much prefer to sell Warbrick, um, but he doesn't have the value I need, and Hosking. Does now the scoring from him? Um, let's have a look at him. He's been pretty good, if, especially since he's come in um, and, and taken that edge role, which I don't think he's going to lose uh, anytime soon. He started with a bang in round four, the one seventeen, and then we went into an eighty, a sixty-one, a sixty-two, a forty-nine. This week was a fifty-five. I think um, those, those last four weeks says to me that the first game of a one hundred and seventeen, you know. Um, I think more, you're going to get more like 60 to 80 from him probably, from 40 to 80. So I don't think he's going to hurt me too much. He's up against a 68 break even and up against the New Zealand Warriors. So it could be a game that there could be some joy in there for him. Uh, but he's worth 574000 He's made 115000 already. He doesn't. He only plays one of the three major buys, Zach Hosking. Um, so I think if I move him to someone like a Parramatta Eel player who the money looks better uh, and they're going to be available for all three buys, uh, might be the move for me. But let's talk about who I'm bringing in. Uh, Reese Walsh is going to go on to Gutherino. Um, You know, you might say that that's sideways, I guess. but And, and, and I think it would be sideways if, um, you know, just say Gutho only played one buy. You know, he didn't play the first buy, he played the last buy. And Reese Walsh played the first buy. It'd probably be a silly move um, for me to get rid of Reese Walsh. Although, he looks like he uh, stands to lose a lot of money. A lot of money that he's already made. And he's been a good servant to me because I went nice and early on him, uh, Reese Walsh. So I got all of his good scores and only a couple of his bad scores. I think now's the time. I think... I don't want to say the word must have, but I, I read out to you the draw for the Eels. We do know they cover the three major buy rounds. Gutho's been scoring really well, so I'm going to go Reese Walsh to Gutherino. There's one of my trades locked in. The second one, I'd love it to be Warbrick um, to this player, but unfortunately I can't afford it. So I'm going to be doing Zach Hosking to Hopgood. Now, Hopgood, obviously we know that Maddo is going to come back in probably this week. He's going to start in the second row. We saw previously that um, it seems like Brad Arthur was starting, um, you know, Maddo in the second row and, the, and starting Hopgood, you know, in the in the 13. I hope that that continues for him. Um, and the other thing with him is it's much like Zach Hosking. So um, if he gets the minutes, he certainly has a much higher ceiling, I think, than Zach Hosking. And if he doesn't and he only gets um, limited minutes, he's still going to score you 40 to 60. So... Um, at least I'm going to go and flip it from a one-by person over to a three-by person, and we just hope that Hopgood <laughs> continues, particularly why um, Regan Campbell-Gillard is out um, to get good minutes. But I will say he is a little smoky option for uh, Origin. But um, those look like they're going to be my moves. He's up against the Gold Coast Titans this week, Hopgood. Uh, so I think there could be a little bit of joy there as well. Uh, and those are my two trades for the week. Um, as for VCs and Cs, um, oh, that, that, I didn't press the right. Oh, that's I'm watching you, eh? 
Oh, future problems? That's a problem for future Adrianosaurus. I don't envy that guy. All right, let's have a look at VCs and Cs. Um, in this magic round, I'll be there for all three games. Come up and say hello to Ado if you see me at the game. Um, look, I like um, still, you know, Tommy Turbo, if he's there, he looks like he's uh, injured to all buggery, but a lot of people are going to probably Captain Hines. So I think if you're looking for a VC, um, you could take the chin if, uh, you know, we, we haven't seen the best of chin and, and Turbo in recent weeks because we think they're injured. Um, but we know two guys who have enormous ceilings. Uh, and I think that those two are it um, if you want to grab someone before Nico Hines. Now, um, Turbo, um, Cleary, into a Hines captain is probably going to be my play. Uh, if you wanted to VC Hines into a, um, you know, Joey Manu, if he's in 5'8", you, you might want to take a flutter on him uh, against the Cowboys who are in all sorts. Um, you may you may want to take a, um, a Teddy to, to go large. I think a big event type thing like Magic Round, I could see Teddy going uh, really large as well up against the Cowboys. I don't mind the matchup um, of one of the Melbourne players as well. I know Souths are uh, in terrific form, um, but someone like Munster and Harry Grant, these Queenslanders, when they get at Suncorp, it's like they grow an extra leg. That's the ballsy play. That's the smoky sort of ballsy play, I think. Um, so I want to probably just stick to a ceiling guy who, I mean, yeah, i.e. A, a, a Teddy, sorry, a, a Turbo or a Cleary, um, but they are injured, which is the risk I play with them, but it's, I'm not going to mess around. Nico Hines against the Dolphins at Suncorp at Magic Round. I think Nico is going to go enormous. Um, so I'm going to find my VC in the uh, earlier um, games. Uh, that's pretty much it for the podcast. Sorry, I ha- I didn't podcast last week and I didn't do a Sunday night one. Just feeling a bit down, Ado, but I'm back uh, recording and you know, good luck this week. Um, I'll talk to you on the TLT one. So thanks for listening. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. You won't see anything like that again this year.